With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? We are back. That's right. After uh, we took last week off, um, almost died. Yeah, you did. I almost died. So Mello, uh, co-host Mello, has been gone for two weeks. Two weeks. Because you went to Disney. Bartender Dan and I did a show. And then last week, we were going to get the whole band together. We were actually going to have a stick-to-football Missouri Christmas party. Yep, and then somebody had to go and ruin it. And then somebody had to go and get meningitis. Woke up Thursday morning, throwing up blood, 104-degree fever. Spent a couple days in the hospital. Uh, And I'm officially breaking my uh, house arrest. I am not yet... Cleared from cleared, the doctors, yeah. whatever. IRs. What, what percent are you at? I'm you're playing back. at about ninety percent. Oh, okay, so you're good. Yeah, ninety percent of Matt is like. I mean, that's better than anybody. That's else. better. Yeah, that's like what? I mean, that's like Mike Mayock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he said yeah, it, not he, me. Yeah. Well, I did. I was told today on Twitter I have an ego, so might that's as well right. just play into it. Okay. I told them. I told you guys before we started recording. I was like, hey, on the intro, I'm going to tell people who we are in case we have new listeners. So if we have new listeners. Welcome. This is Stick to Football Friday. I'm Bleacher Report's draft analyst, Matt Miller, joined by my uh, co-host and brother, Marshall Miller. On the second half of the show, our bartender and buddy Dan is going to join us. I always like to warn people, if you are looking for a great, informative, exhaustive NFL draft podcast, you want to subscribe to this one because the Wednesday morning show is going to give you that. And the first half of the Friday show is going to give you that. We'll talk a little football. It it gets out of hand quickly. But yes. definitely that Wednesday morning show, that's when you guys get a lot of draft content in. We nerd out. There's no telling where this one's going to go. No, we have a script, and we won't stick to it. We never have. No. Um, and we will try to stick to football, but, again, the second half of the show gets a little wild. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go around the league, get you guys caught up on all the big draft news that's happening uh, then we're going to fix the San Francisco 49ers. You've been dreaming of this. Dreaming about long? it. You know what's not on that fucking list? Quarterback. Because <laughs> we got Jimmy Jesus, so don't need that. Then we're going to do questionable calls. Uh, that's where we'll start the second half of the show. That's where we just tell you things we saw around the world this in the last week that make us kind of scratch our head, uh, hence the name. And then we're going to do our top five pass catchers. My assignment this week was running backs. You got yeah, tight, I'm ends. tight ends. You would. And Dan got wide receivers. So yeah. we'll give you our top fives. As far as that goes, you guys can join in and tweet those at us at Sticked Football. And then uh, I think your favorite part of the show is where you can really give back. You can really help people. Yeah, I can really give it to them. With just, the, the just the tip segment. We don't have a whole lot on there this week, though. No, people um, need to get involved. Yeah, we need. Y'all are slacking. We need your questions. I don't. I can't help the people if they don't come to me. Yeah. I mean, we have we have fifty four years of life experience right here. We can help people. Throw Dan in. We have eighty eight, and none yeah. of us will live that long. So use that information <laughs> while you can. <laughs> okay, uh, let's do uh, around the league. Let's talk about everything that's going on in the world right now. The big news came last night. Uh, we're recording this Thursday night. So the biggest news came Wednesday night. 
and they almost did this back-to-back. Josh Rosen of UCLA and Sam Darnold of USC both declared for the draft. Obviously, it like within like minutes of each it other. It did. Obviously, huge ramifications. Here's my favorite thing about it, though. For months, every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry on Twitter had a source that said Sam Darnold was going back to school. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Josh Rosen, like, oh, he doesn't know what he's going to do yet. Yeah, he Bullshit. does. Bullshit. Yes, they, they both did. Yeah. They've known since the Rose Bowl last year what they were both <laughs> going to do this year. It was no secret. It was no surprise. The only thing that was even weird about it is that they literally did it within an hour. Yeah, it was quick. It was like boom, boom. So that's like, I, and I had this conversation with someone last night uh, on Twitter I had stayed away from speculating, like, will will Darnold declare or not? Because at the end of the day, who cares, right? Yeah. like If I ranked him all year and he didn't declare, guess what? I'm ahead for yep, next year. Rank him next year. You've already got him scouted. Or if I rank him all year and he decides to go back to school, like it, there's no lose in that situation. So all these people were up on their high fucking horse about, I'm not going to rank him because he's going back to school. Well, you're now, how smart do you look now? Yeah, and like, same with uh, like Lamar Jackson. He hasn't declared yet, correct? Correct. He's going to. Like, why would he go back? Why would Darnold go back? That's what I don't get. Because after he played like shit in his bowl game the other day, people are like, oh, he needs to go back to USC and develop more. What the fuck is T. Martin going to do for this <laughs> right? guy? No, That's like saying Deshaun yeah. Kaiser needed to go back to... Um, Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to develop there. No. His draft stock's not going to improve. If you're a quarterback and you're going to be a first-round pick, you do not go back to school to develop because you're going to get paid yeah. $10 million to develop as a rookie. Now, hopefully the NFL will sit him. They won't because they say that with everybody. Like, oh, this yeah, guy needs great. time to develop. Deshaun Watson sat one in. half. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they'll throw him in by like week eight. Uh, he'll be starting yeah. somewhere. I'm excited, though. I do think that Darnold and Rosen go 1-2. It might be Rosen-Darnold. Or just for quarterbacks. Overall, I think they go 1-2. Browns at 1, Giants at 2. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely looking like it. They should. Who knows what the fuck the Browns are going to do, though. John Dorsey, Alonzo Highsmith. I really, I'm starting to buy in. Yeah, I hope they would just fire Hugh Jackson. (laughs) But they're not. The guy that went 1-31. Yeah. Okay, I could years. do that. Yeah. Like, as a head coach, and I'm not even, like, being funny. Like, I could do that and just get lucky Did once. you see his press conference where he was like, I don't know anyone who could have done the job that we had to do the last two years. Anyone could have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally, my four-year-old could have come in every week, watched Peppa Pig, and they could have won. Yeah, and then be like, all right, let's just wing it. Let's yeah, play football. Let's no it. game plan. Yeah. And they could have Possibly won a game at least. Yeah, Emmett would have at least fed Duke Johnson. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, they might have got killed the other game, but the record's still going to be 1-31. and 31. So let's talk about Josh Rosen, because the other thing that came out this week, um, a good buddy of ours, Eric Galco from Sporting News, had a great article where he just basically like emptied his text from all the like scouts he talks to and just, hey, here's what people are saying. And I can kind of sympathize with him because it became a kill the messenger situation. And I've been there. Like, I've reported stuff, and and everybody gets mad at you for saying it instead of at the people who said it because they're anonymous. You know, like, I I had a couple years ago the thing where a scout compared Teddy Bridgewater to Willie Beeman. And everyone got really mad at me. Like, that's racist. That's awful. And I was like, well, I didn't say it. Man, you can't even talk about a black quarterback. Or you're just going to be labeled a racist. Oh, yeah. I've just given up. You could say the greatest things about him, and it's still going to be, oh, you only like him because he's black. Yeah, it's a toxic environment right now when when everything else gets factored in. And that's kind of what's happening with Josh Rosen is 
Eric's, Eric had this quote from a scout that basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, that Rosen doesn't love football. He's just using the game to make money. Like, isn't okay. that what anybody does? I, Connor, our midweek co-host, tweeted, he's like, hey, I'm doing the same thing, man. I'm using football to make money, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. I guess we kind of all are. So what I, I don't want to talk about that because I don't think that you care about, you know, anonymous off-field character stuff. He's never been arrested, right? Yeah. There's not like a, It's not Dalvin Cook where we've got four years of police reports and Florida State Twitter is telling us he's a great kid. Like, it's, it's just he said, she said. I guess what I wanted to talk about was the way that that I factor this stuff into my evaluation. And what I told you guys at dinner tonight was if I don't hear it firsthand, I don't count it. So like, I like Eric. Uh, I think he does a great job for sporting news, but he got that information, not me. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it in my report. And so many people right now are going to throw out misleading stuff mm-hmm. because they want that guy to fall to them for whatever reason. So they're going to put shit out there and be like, well, he doesn't even like football. Well, he started playing it at some point. He yeah. liked it. He's still doing it. It's not like he's saying, I'm going to go graduate and start my own company. He wants to play football. He yeah. entered the draft. He didn't just say, no, I'm right. done with school. I, I like Rosen. I do. I mean, and I've had it. I've had guys who work in the league and used to work in the league DM me and text me and call me and say, that kid's going to get somebody fired. Well, he won't get me fired because yeah. I don't get fired <laughs> when I miss, thank God. Um I like him. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, he's my top-ranked quarterback. Um, I don't think he's yours. I don't know. I'm not really high on Darnold anymore. Like, he really struggled this 20 season. 20 turnovers this year, I think? Yeah, it's, it did not look good. Um, kind of like you said with Josh Allen. Like, when it looks good, it looks great. Yeah. But the other end of that, it was not good. He showed it in the bowl game. He just he takes too many risks. Yeah, he's loose with the ball. The fumbles yeah. scare me more than the interceptions. Really? Yeah, because I think interceptions you can coach out. Fumbles are like, oh, shit, man. Like, See, I think his is a lot of ball security problems. He's really loose with the ball, like you said, carrying it one-handed. Yeah. When he's You're crowded in the pocket, <laughs> like, you got to keep two hands on the football. Yeah. So well, I Mariota, think they can't They, 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 they can't fixed Mariota's. He only fumbled once this year. Yeah, right. See, like, so I, maybe, I think you can fix that. You were saying about Josh Allen, and it reminded me, um, one of my favorite books, you know, I've said before, like, I'm incredibly self-taught when it comes to this shit. One of my favorite books was uh, Finding the Winning Edge by Bill Walsh, and he he wrote in there that when he evaluated quarterbacks, he he wouldn't watch like 40 games, you know. It was like he liked to go watch them live, and it, and if he saw them do something once, he was so confident in his coaching, he could get them to do it again. That's why he liked Joe Montana, because like Montana's film wasn't great, but he like saw him make plays, and he's like, well, I, I can just get him to roll out and throw like a slant yeah. over and over again. If Bill Walsh were alive to see Josh Allen – he would be the first pick. What the was his take on when they do something really stupid? No, but you can coach <laughs> that out of them. But like, so his thing was like, you scout players based on what they can do. And if you're a good coach, you can maximize it. So like Josh Allen against Iowa throwing opposite hash, you know, like 60 yards on a line. You see that and you're like, oh shit, you're rock hard. And then you ignore the play where he throws into like double coverage on a screen and it gets picked off. Yeah, it does. It seems like scouting's changed though. Over those oh, 30 years, 40 years, yeah, it has. Like, you see guys like Cam Newton can do some crazy things in college, or like <laughs> Tommy Frazier at Nebraska ran all over the place, but it's about no projection more. Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, uh, other news today a ton of edge rushers declared for the draft. Arden Key uh, from LSU, Josh Sweat from FSU. Uh, we got Dorrance Armstrong from Kansas, a guy I've really liked for the last year, Jeff Holland at Auburn. Ton of edge rushers. 
which got me looking and thinking about this edge class could be really, really good. It's going to be very deep. Like even uh, Farrell, has he declared yet? He has. He probably will. But should. I mean, I would I would think it's going to yeah. happen. And Austin Bryant might as well. Clemson has two edge rushers that might go in the top 50. Bradley yeah. Chubb's a senior. Harold Landry's a senior. So right. throw those dudes into the mix. I watched Bradley Chubb against Louisville this week. If you want to talk about like porn, that <laughs> Pass shit. rush porn? Yeah. It, yeah. Start a website. Ooh. It was draft good. Porn. Draft porn. Doc, yeah. Yeah. Drafthub.com. It was good. It was him chasing Lamar Jackson. You see the athleticism, but then you also see like the awareness and just how like smart he is. See, I haven't done a lot of work on him. Oh, I, man. I watched him live, but you know, that's really different from really watching film of a guy and breaking him down. He, yeah. he looks impressive. He, yeah, and I don't have a comparison frame. People keep asking for one, but he's like 6'3, 275 and agile. I have no idea. Bruce Smith, I don't know. Like, there aren't many dudes like that. No, and like I said, I haven't really watched him just yeah. based on size and what I, the limited I have seen. It sounds like Chris Long. Yeah. Oh, huh. But I don't know if I can make, can I compare? Yeah, two you can different like races? Dwight. You okay. do. Yeah, that's, that's, um, I think you actually get a bonus when that happens or a clap or a golf clap or something. Yeah, I get the clap if I do. You that. Get the, yeah, congratulations. All right. I've All been right. there before. So. Uh, bowl games just happened. Uh, we watched, <laughs> wait, what? That's a different time, different story. Second half of the show. We'll come back to that. We watched the playoff games together. Uh, loved the Georgia Oklahoma game. <laughs> Alabama Clemson was boring. Made it to halftime. Yeah, it was so boring. Uh, so takeaways from Georgia Oklahoma. What do you got? Uh, Sonny Michelle, like Ooh. he looked very impressive. And as we talked about it while we watched, like he's the best prospect running back on that team. Yes, eligible prospect. Yeah, because Swift is nice. Yeah, but Chubb, I mean. I just don't see his game translating to the NFL. He's not going to be able to run people over like that. He'd probably be good value. What do you have him, like second, third round? Yeah, I th- may even have him Maybe. like third, fourth. Yeah, um, I want to see what he runs because he yeah, is not explosive. And I actually worry about the injury history. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, his, is he going to check out? Sort of shreds. Yeah. Is it going to be like a JGI situation where it's like, oh, he's going to be good for four years. So just ride him hard. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, get like what a rental you can car. out of him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, Sonny Michelle looks really good. I think he's a guy that will run well. I bet he puts on a lot more weight. Yeah, he's 5'11, 212. (laughs) Such a good receiver out of the backfield, too. He didn't play that small, even. Like, I thought he was more in like the 220, 225 range. Yeah. Looked very impressive against um, an okay Oklahoma defense. I don't think they're as bad as I know they gave up like 54 points, but they're not that bad. They've got some talent there. And then the standout, Rokon Smith, that dude was all over the field. Second literally <laughs> all over the field. Yeah, first half, I even said to you, like, where are the Georgia linebackers? Well, they showed up after halftime. All of them did. Yeah, because, I mean, Lorenzo Smith, Carter was making plays. Yeah, he was Devin going sideline to sideline. Carter blocks that kick. Like, yeah. they won that game for him. Yeah, in the second half, Roquan looked like a top five pick. And it, it kind of looked like he did start to spy a little bit more on Baker. Yeah, he's I know we talked about it Monday night about his size. Is that going to be a, a question mark? You know, how tall is he? He's probably six one two thirty five, which is big enough. Uh, I actually think we'll talk about it when we get to fixing the 49ers. I actually think he can fit in a stack defense because really? he's going to be protected a little bit. He plays middle linebacker at Georgia and does right. just fine yeah. um, with but, some big bodies coming at him. Yeah. from You know, but like in the Auburn. first half. 
uh, coming off blocks was where he struggled a little bit. So that is definitely going to be something to watch. Anybody else uh, that you, not just that game, but throughout the course of the bowl season? Uh, Penny is a guy that he gets a lot of credit from like the guys here at Bleacher Report. I know Nelson loves him. Rashad Penny at San Diego State. Yeah, like he's he's legit running back prospect, and he looks very good in this bowl game. He does not get the credit as far as like draft Twitter goes. You get guys like Love getting all kinds of, credit for what they did this year like he had a really good season but he's not a very good prospect he's a tiny little running back yeah so i think penny's a guy that we're gonna see he's at the senior bowl correct yes i hopefully he does something for himself there because i, I, have I him think he looked good 30 spots ahead of bryce love oh yeah i don't like bryce love i don't either everybody especially after about. like i think you even threw it out like the dude had six catches you cannot yeah, be that problem. small and not catch the football track guy this is a track guy yeah so yeah that is a problem for me good good additions and, man my last guy, who had the best bowl game out of everybody, Michael Dixon from Texas. Punter. <laughs> the punter. He was the MVP. He was the MVP of the game. Every punt seemed like it landed in the 10. Comes out as a junior. This dude's a stud. He might be, like, my next favorite NFL player. Like, it's going to be Justin, Justin Tucker. What if he gets drafted by the Ravens? And then I'm probably a Ravens fan. Man. Probably not, because I really don't like the Ravens, but... Man, I'm going to root hard for their special teams. Yeah, that Michael Campanero, too. He's got a little white boy supreme <laughs> on the punt return. That yeah. could be your team. I could see it. Okay, uh, what do we got next? I can't read my own notes. Draft, Draft order. order thoughts. It's settled. The first 20 are. Uh, the biggest takeaway, the Browns are at 1-4. 1-4. and, four. One and four. That's, It doesn't get much better than that, no, really. Because you, you can get value at 4 and something great at 1. So what do you do at 1-4? and four? Like right now, I'm not. I mean, we're not going to make you tattoo this on your back or anything. Are you sure? Yeah, you we do have a tattoo do bet. I think I would probably. Yeah, I guess. What would you do? Not what sh- should they do? Because it's too early for should. Really, I would probably take Rosen if he's like if he's gonna play. I would take Rosen. I think he's he's been the most impressive quarterback prospect. So you take him at one, and then hope to God that Saquon is there at four. Jesus Christ. Or, I mean, if you don't want to risk it, take Saquon at one. Then maybe somebody drafts a quarterback at two. Maybe you get Darnold Colts at four. Colts at three. Yeah. Saquon falls to you at four. Yeah. Or if you take or the, Saquon the at other one. quarterback. Sorry, yeah, yeah, the other quarterback. And if not, I mean, Baker Mayfield will at least be there at four, even if somebody trades up. Josh like, Allen. you're going to get a quarterback. I don't know if I love Baker Mayfield at four, I think but that's, you could do it. I think that's a really interesting argument of if – if you view Rosen and Darnold as kind of the same, they got other tied. Yeah. Then you take Saquon first, and even if you have to do what Chicago did last year and trade from trade four to one three, spot. they have the picks to do they it. The They've got like five picks in the first two rounds. Yeah. Here's my other crazy idea, though, and I would probably pull the trigger on it. Rosen says he's not going to play for you. Fuck it, take him anyway, and then trade. His take ass. him and then trade him for two first round <laughs> yeah. picks to the Giants because you know they'll move up and they'll wheel and yeah. deal. They did it for Eli Manning. They'll do it for Josh Rosen too. Take so both of say, them. You say fuck it, and then if they give you the second pick, you take yeah. Darnold. Do it. Why not? Damn. Or even if you know it goes back NBA. through. <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> take, take a quarterback at one. Take Josh Rosen, and then at okay? four you take. And if nobody one. wants to deal with you. Take another quarterback at four and then deal Josh Rosen later. It's kind of like a Madden trade. Yeah, yeah it is. But I thought your crazy scenario was going to be like Saquon at one, Minka at four, 
and you've already signed Kirk Cousins to a $30 million a year. <laughs> I mean, deal. they could. They, they have $100 million. They have a lot of potential to be good. Everyone now is speculating that Dorsey will trade for Alex Smith. I don't know if I love him in the I AFC like North. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. The dude balled out this year, though. Like He looked good. But I don't think Rosen or Darnold particularly have a strong arm. See, I don't either. Nor I don't think Baker. any of these quarterbacks really, except for Josh Allen, fit in Cleveland. Motherfucker's nice. That I don't think he goes top five. <laughs> if he does, you're getting a natty like that, too. Yeah, but I don't think it'll happen, so it'll be all right. Who did John Dorsey trade up to draft at 10 last year? Uh, some shitty quarterback from the Big 12, wasn't it? Uh, it yeah. No, okay. Maybe not a shitty one, but <laughs> he did trade up to draft a strong-armed developmental quarterback. Let's go off on this topic, though. <laughs> like, Chiefs fans, He's how a awesome would it be easy, for you, though? though? <laughs> If you had a first-round pick next year to build on this team with a quarterback that is great so far, had the best year of you his career. just build around Alex Smith? Build around Alex Smith, and you are Super Bowl contenders again next year. You're never going to like Mahomes. No, probably not. He went to Tech. Yeah. I'm pretty biased when it so comes I was to in the, rival schools. Was I, in the, I, was I in the hospital and missed the game Sunday? Yes. You were out of the hospital. But you? I was home, yeah. Or you were homebound. So you were texting me about that everyone was just blowing Mahomes. Yeah, like the announcers. It was like Jay Feely and somebody else doing it. And every throw that he made, they're like, oh, look at the arm strength. Like, he just threw the ball five yards. <laughs> look at the velocity. I yeah. don't know. He literally, at one time, he threw a slip screen, and Jay Feely was like, oh, not many NFL quarterbacks can make that throw. Like, No, actually all of them yeah. should be able to make Kellen that throw. Kellen Moore can make yeah. that throw. Nathan Peterman can do that. And he <laughs> threw like six interceptions. Um, speaking of Mahomes, though, we've had a bet that started in August, and it was over under nine and a half wins on the Chiefs this year. If the Chiefs got over nine and a half, you and I won. And our friends yeah. Dan and Mitch have to do three shots back to back to back. So Mahomes got the Chiefs a lead. Looks great for us. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is it. I'm sick anyway. I don't want to do any shots. And then Tyler Bray comes in yeah. and just shits the bed. Thank God it was only like two plays. But I'm but then so Mahomes nervous. had to come back in and run the two-minute drill and won the bet for us. So you yeah. should like Mahomes. He did come back in, and Albert Wilson won the game for him. <laughs> So I mean, this is what people, if you all want to get involved with the show, and we know you do because you're all attention horse, you can tweet us, Instagram us, Snapchat us, <laughs> you can send smoke screens, you can send pigeons, you can send mellow and antibiotic. Yeah. Which alcohol should Mitch and Dan have to do three shots of? Because it's back to back to back. Three yeah. shots. Boom, boom, boom. Is it all the same liquor or can it be mixed? I think we mix it up. I think we mix it up too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so two-thirds vote. I think we can... Uh, yep. Yeah, so you guys can tweet us, let us know what that what that liquor should be. Okay. Something warm. Yeah, yeah, something cheap, too. Because mm-hmm. I, I... Yeah, I threw out, like, some cheap, cheap... Vodka. I have a suspicion I will be paying for this still, <laughs> even though I won the bet. <laughs> Got a feeling... And yeah, you do I'm, have that bottle of, like, Johnny Walker that something happened to Yeah, it. you guys know. got me a bottle of Johnny Walker after the draft last year. It's like a congrats. And it somehow had, even before we opened it, the first time we opened it and took drinks out of it, it tastes sour. It's, like, soured. So I might need someone who's listening and knows more about scotch than I do to help us out. Because I did, like, contact them, and they were like, 
I don't know. They were like, this never happens. You maybe bought a counterfeit <laughs> well, bottle. Did. I was like, well, I didn't buy the bottle. I bet Mello bought a counterfeit bottle and ca- pocketed all that cash his friends gave him. Well, tried well, to buy I would have had gift. to get like the bottle somehow. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I got it from a liquor store, like the nice liquor store that we have here. Nice-ish. Yeah. I don't know how you pulled that off. But that should be one of them. Yeah, I agree. Okay, there's one. <laughs> Dan's over there looking like he's going to throw right. up already. I'm excited for this segment. We just did a 23-minute open, which is unheard of for us. We apparently missed each other. Let's fix these 49ers, man. Yeah, like I said in the opener that took forever. <laughs> I think you've been waiting for this for forever. Well, well you know what? Life. <laughs> for at least the last six weeks. I don't know about before that, but after the Jimmy G stuff... It's going to be a little bit easier to fix them now. Much easier, yeah, because you have a quarterback. So step one, sign Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, or like he's, uh, they'll franchise him or they'll sign him. He's yeah, not going anywhere. He's not anywhere. going anywhere, right. Uh, so we keep him. Uh, th- they're going to pick either ninth or 10th. They have a coin flip they have to do at the combine with the Raiders to, for that pick. Uh, so if you're John Lynch, coin goes in the air, you call it. What are you calling? Heads or tails? Oh, heads every time. No, tails never fails. No, I always call heads. Really? Yeah. Huh. I actually, this might be total bullshit. I think there's something about the weight of the coin to where it actually, more often than not, it's going to be heads. Wouldn't the head weigh more so it would be on bottom? I know, but I think it's the other way around. And I I think heads is right more. This is also, I think, like a seventh grade science fair project. Yeah, this is like your fucking Tom Brady science, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Nano bubbles. Nothing backing this, but I. Stretching your muscles so you don't get injured. I'm going to say that I think it's heads. So when you played, when you went out, you always called heads? Oh, every time. I always called tails. Weird. I don't know. I wasn't a captain as much as you, but I always called tails. Yeah. You know what I hate? Let's go off on something else. Why are we still doing this defer shit? Just say, do you want to kick the ball or do you want to receive? Yeah. Don't say, oh, we want to defer to the second half. Because if you don't say defer, if you say kick, the other team gets to choose. That is bullshit. Yeah. But you always kick slash defer. Yeah. Always. Because you want to double up. You want the chance to score at the end of the first half and get the ball. Right. Bill Belichick, duh. But why are we making this so complicated? I don't know. Let's fix Probably because I coach junior high kids. And I just want to be like, <laughs> say we want to kick off this time and then we'll receive next time. Anyway, let's fix the 49ers. Like you said, they have the ninth pick or the 10th pick. I think either way, you're going to get receiver value there. Probably the first receiver in the See, draft. And I think that's too early for a receiver. I do too. <clears> but <throat> So here's my how I fix the receiver position. Pay Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah, for Done. sure. With all that cap money. That they have they $100 have. Million. Uh, what are the odds of the Jaguars franchising him and not letting him leave? Decent, I think. So other guys, Sammy Watkins will be available, Jarvis Landry, uh, Marquise Lee. I don't want anything to do with Terrell Pryor or Jordan Matthews no. or John Brown. I wouldn't give Sammy Watkins money. Not number one receiver money. No. What about Dante Moncrief? I don't think he really fixes it. I'd rather take a risk on a draft in a Calvary. rookie. Ridley. Yeah. Another guy, A.J. Green, I saw he was going to petition to become a free agent this year because he was, like, hurt one year. So he said that year should count? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he wants out of Cincinnati, like everyone should. Yeah. Except for Marvin Lewis. But (laughs) if A.J. Green could go to the 49ers. Okay, yeah, then I'm, yeah. Yeah, and one of the, somebody on Twitter mentioned that, too. But it's an actual possibility. Or even, I don't know what kind of picks they have. I know they gave up a second, but. They have another second. Giving up some picks to get A.J. Green for a year, kind of like they did Garoppolo. Hmm. That would be a nice pairing. 
That would be okay. The more realistic is going to be Robinson. Yeah, if he if he let, is let go. Uh, so corner is another big need. Um, they drafted Rashard Robinson late a couple of years ago, a potential guy who didn't pan out. They traded him to the Jets. I, I think Akello Weatherspoon has played very well for them as a rookie out of Colorado. Yeah, he's I, a big body guy. Too. Yeah, I like him. That's what's important to note about their scheme is it's that Seattle scheme. So you want bigger corners. I think that Minka could play corner here, but he's not going to be available. Minka Fitzpatrick, no, from Alabama. I don't think he falls that far. No, and so Denzel Ward, I don't think is a scheme fit because he's five eleven, hundred ninety pounds. Right. Josh I don't know Jackson, if I love value at corner at nine or ten. No, I think corner. Like if you look historically, wide receivers drafted outside the first round, it, it's harder to like find a hit, you know, I like I know Antonio Brown is one of them, but right. it's harder. Yeah. Corner you can actually find, especially in a, a scheme like this where I think safety is maybe a little more important than corner, just to be honest. I do too. So I would not say corner in the first round. No, not, a, a not at that spot. I mean, if everything goes to shit, they could trade down. Yeah. So you threw this name out in our notes, and I was going to talk about it too. Interior offensive line is a huge need. One thing I'm excited about is that Joe Staley, the left tackle, seems to be excited again about like playing for the 49ers. And right. He's like rejuvenated a little thanks to Jimmy Jesus. You have Joe Staley, just draft Quentin Nelson if he's there and just be like, okay, we're just going to kick the shit out of everybody. We're going to run this zone right. scheme. Good luck. Yeah, get a running back later. Yeah. Good, solid offensive line. You have the quarterback. I like it, but I don't know if people value a guard, if they will actually pull the trigger see, there. I don't know if he'll be there. <laughs> I yeah. think he's that good that he could be off the board at that point. I, and I won't argue with you that he's that good. Like he's, yeah, it's just he's value. a beast, but he also plays a guard and has probably never played center. Uh, I know they've talked about that he could, but yeah. I've never seen him do it. And he's he would be kind of big to be a center. I think he's yeah. like six five. Right. I think people really like that though. If a guy can play all of the yeah. interior positions, I don't know if he's athletic and play and can play tackle. Probably not. And they're pretty set at tackle with yeah. Trent Brown on the right side. Uh, linebacker is a need. Uh, it is a 4-3 under, so you have Reuben Foster, who's fine at middle linebacker. He could be potentially great. Now, at weak side linebacker, that's where someone like Roquan Smith could be a good fit. Oh, God, that speed that they would have together. It'd be fucking amazing. It's just, and you have the D-lineman up front because you've <laughs> right, drafted yeah. three straight years of D-linemen. Yeah. I so hope they I'm more of an advocate for that. No, they should not take a D lineman at all. Not in the first round. Probably not in the second. <laughs> no. Maybe in the third. Uh, and then the other thing is running back. Carlos Hyde's a free agent, and I will scream this from the mountaintop again and again and again. Do not pay him. No. Get, do not pay get him. Get a guy with some versatility. He's had his guy. chance to be productive. Yeah. It's not going to get better. You know what you have with him. This is such a deep running back class. I have 10 running backs ranked in the top 100. Wow. Yeah. Just like, yeah. draft a running back. Yeah, get one of those guys. Like, and that's go even find include, your Kareem Hunt. Like, yeah. you can get guys in the second, third round. They're Shit, gonna you could be get very productive. Akron Wadley in the fourth, and he could be your Kareem Hunt. You know, like yeah, so Michelle. So many good, yeah, Royce Freeman, if he checks out healthy from Oregon, would be a good one. Uh, yeah. Martez Carter from Grambling. Like, there are so many guys in this draft uh, who could come in and play right away. So if Saquon's not there, like, I don't think you draft guys at nine or ten. But coming around in the second round, I think they have a pick from New Orleans, if I remember right. Like that's where, like maybe late second, you could look at running back. But yeah, again, this is, they they have a hundred million dollars to spend. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not. A, I wouldn't buy a free agent running back. No, 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 no. But I would fill every other hole. 
That's what she said. Yeah. And wait, I would pay Le'Veon Bell. Let me take that back. Oh yeah, but but no one else. But surely he's not going to leave Pittsburgh. She wouldn't think. I don't. He's got a good thing there. They, I don't, and I don't think they'll let him leave. They have good ownership. Yeah, they should just franchise his ass. Yeah, over and over again yeah. for like the next three Their years, and then just letting the Saints. Be so it's gonna be late. Late, but in the still a running yeah. back in the end of the second. God, can we talk about the fact that they traded? Um, it'll be pick forty-four for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'd be really funny if he just sucked next year. That would not be funny. <laughs> it would be awful. I think it would be because everybody's like, "Oh, Jimmy Jesus," and then, oh, actually, no, he just had a good run of five games. Did you know he's never lost a game as a starter? He's had what six games as a starter? Well, he started two for New, or- New England and five for San Francisco, I think. Yeah, I mean that is impressive, but it's never lost. Let's not make him a Hall of Famer just yet. Oh, uh, not yet. He, he's. <laughs> I saw somebody compare him to fucking Joe Montana and Steve Young. Well, it's like, oh, Joe Montana and Steve Young combined and do what Jimmy Garoppolo's doing. I'm sure there's some obscure stats. <laughs> Talk to me after he's up. made it to a, a playoff series. Playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he, is he the third greatest Niner quarterback of all time? No, Jeff Garcia is. I was say YA Tittle, but <laughs> you know, he's up there too. <laughs> yeah, Elvis quarterback. Wasn't he there for a little bit? He was there for a little bit. Steve Bono. Yeah. Why are you going to no <laughs> no Kaepernick on there? Um I never liked him. I never liked him. I thought he had like one good year. Ah. Alex Smith was a better 49ers quarterback. Oh, man, you were going to have all the CNN people are going to be. Yeah, now I'm a racist. Great. You're in trouble. That's (laughs) at Mellow Esquire. Uh, If you'd like to send any comments or concerns. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back second half of the show. Uh, We'll get these boys loosened up a little bit, and uh, we'll we'll close it out with uh, questionable calls, top fives, just a tip. Uh, So come back. We're going to have some fun second half of the show. I'm excited for it. Let's Let's do do it. There we go. Three, two, one. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of Stick to Football Friday. And we are going to kick this off with some questionable calls. It's myself, Matt. We got Mello. We've got Dan. And you boys have some fresh natty lights. Yeah, yeah. So you're ready to go. I have a Pacifico that I'm still nursing. I've been drinking this for like 40 minutes. 30 degrees outside and you're drinking Pacifico? I don't know. I'm still I'm still dealing with the illness, I think. The brain North of Pacifico? Like yeah. Canada <laughs> Pacifico. Uh, nope, it's Mexican. It's, still has the gyrus. Yeah, yeah. I'm still dealing with the brain infection. So and that is my first questionable call of the week. Getting meningitis. Don't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. It was awful. It honestly was. And I have like I have a good pain tolerance. I mean, like I have multiple tattoos. I've been I mean, I played contact sports. I've been in car wrecks. Like I'm, I'm good with pain. Uh, it was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever done. Also, may have almost died. So whatever. I can't speak. Who hasn't experience? Yeah. I know my infant baby had it, and she's like the toughest kid I know now. Yeah. So a spinal tap. Like I don't want to ever feel something in my body again. <laughs> like I don't. It was awful. I don't want anything in me ever again. How many inches did they put in you? Oh my god, six or seven. I bet <laughs> the needle was huge. 
Which they make you, they tell you, like they probably told you that it was really big. No, they really showed wasn't me. That big. Yeah, well, they might have. It was two guy doctors. I'm sure they exaggerated. It was really a five inch needle. Uh, but they tell you, like, hey, you have to like sit up and bend over, and grab this table, and like bite this pillow. I'm like, that what wasn't the, a needle. The fuck is about to happen here? Like, I'm not 40. I don't even have prostate checked. Uh, it was terrible. Yeah. Did Did they check your prostate while they're there? Uh, they may have. They ran a test on everything else. So it is almost time for you boys. Six years, man. Six more years. I'm ready, I'm ready. We start stretching. We probably need one early, actually. <laughs> we we're not going you, together. Yeah, I mean the lives well. we've lived. Oh yeah, probably. You so. and I we probably need that. that. We should <laughs> Facebook Live. I wanted like last week. You I know we canceled the show. No, I wanted to do the podcast from your hospital room. <laughs> I I know, and I like I was kind of for it, but the headaches were so bad. I don't think I could have. I don't think I would. I had zero energy too. <laughs> So I don't think it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if I were the one in the hospital, I would have said no, but I was I considered it. So I thought it would have been The funny. great thing about it was I managed to catch meningitis right when bowl season started. So I had a doctor's note to lay on my couch for five days and watch football. So yeah, that was I mean, beautiful. even when you were in the hospital, that's all we were doing anyway. Yeah, so. Isn't that what you get paid to do? It is, yeah, yeah. Good point. So I guess I would have been doing it anyway. Yeah. So questionable call slash just the tip. If you're going to get meningitis, do it around bowl season or maybe March Madness. Yeah, those are the ideal times. They really are. If you're going to get some shit, yeah, yeah. do it then. Ooh, so Speaking of March Madness, sorry. Did you ahead. realize when we're in Nashville, it's first weekend of March Madness? Is it really? Yeah. That's going to be nuts. Oh, my <laughs> God. <in Nashville>. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I All I looked at was the hockey schedule, and I was mad that we couldn't go to a hockey game. I didn't realize I had games in Nashville. At yeah. the Bridgestone. It's going to be on Lower Broadway. Shit. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a dream. That's yeah. what that's going to be. <laughs> all right. Just the tip. <laughs> okay. Questionable out. call, Mello? Uh Questionable call is going with the whole Craig Sager thing. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I did the not. dude I left did. his kids out of his will. What? Like, he... <sighs> Had his kids, I think, got divorced, got remarried, and then this chick comes in, turns the tables, just like, you know, any Lifetime story. Yeah. Gets his kids out of his will. Now she gets everything. Depending on what state they live in, I believe that they can, like, petition and basically they could split half of his estate. I really didn't look that far into it, but I, I know they know were going be- off on Twitter. I only know because my ex-wife had a deal where her dad died unexpectedly and didn't have a will, and he— same deal, had remarried, and his current wife was still alive. And so they had to, like, we we basically had to, like, sue to get her court. He did have a will, though. <laughs> and uh, he just didn't put his kids in it. Like, Craig Sayer, like, that's great. I'm glad TNT really celebrated your life while you were here. But damn, leaving your own children out of your will, like, we all have kids. That's fucked up. I follow both his kids on Twitter. You should go look at it because they're... Are they going off about it? Yeah, they're pissed about it. I don't... Man. And they're not, like, holding punches either. They're just revealing everything. So questionable call for me is leaving your kids out of your will. Like, other people will fuck Damn. you over. Hopefully you've done a good enough job as a parent. Your kids won't. Put your kids in the will. They should be just at the, the top. Tip. Don't marry some gold digger who's going to take all your money. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Dan. What's your question we'll call of the week? Uh, my first one is <clears throat> the Bengals giving Marvin Lewis an extension. <laughs> right. I realize that, and maybe it's because they see the Browns and they realize, oh, that's who we used to be before Marvin Lewis. But he hasn't done anything. 
for them other than get them to the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, I mean, they were nothing. They were wearing bags over their heads when they were before he got there, you know? Like, they were the bungles. It's probably one of those situations where he's lost the locker room, whatever the fuck that means, because everybody says it in January. Like, oh, no, you just want to fire the guy. Just say it. The players don't like him anymore. Do you remember somebody went on ESPN and said that Belichick had lost the locker room, and that was the year the Patriots went undefeated? (laughs) I was going to say, was that week one? Yeah, they they lost one game. Well, they went undefeated the regular season. They still lost one. I've chosen to live in a world where that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm like UCF. <laughs> the Patriots went 19 and oh, okay. 0 that year. <laughs> Let's go right into that because that's another one of my questionable calls. Like, I love what Scott Frost did and the season that these guys had. They're hanging a national title banner. And not only are they hanging a banner, they're doing a parade. What? Do you know when that parade is? I do it's not. during the national championship game. It's Monday night. Monday night at 645 is their fucking parade at Disney World. Who? I mean, I guess. I'll tell you who does. Way to own the moment. Scott Frost, because his Nebraska team was also like, oh, you know what? We're the national champs, too, when Michigan actually won. Oh, 94? Yeah. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. You know if you're the national champs We were the New York Times national champs. It's like when you put up divisional championship banners, like <laughs> Nebraska the Weekly National Championship. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Lincoln Herald <laughs> voted us number one, bitches. Yeah, it's awesome that you went undefeated, and I wish we had more teams in the playoff because they did beat Auburn. Okay, but by the way, Alabama would beat the shit out of UCF. No, they would. I'm not. Without uh, a doubt. I, I won't go that far. Georgia would, too. Because Auburn beat. Alabama that doesn't work. <laughs> UCF beat Auburn. What, what week was it when UCF beat Auburn, though? Like one, two. UCF and Auburn. Yeah, last week. Oh shit, week. <laughs> last week. My bad. I was in the hospital. Okay, yeah. Okay. Huh, they beat I, another. I missed that whole game. <laughs> Scott Frost didn't he say they beat two teams that were in the playoff? I don't know. I, you guys are telling sense, me shit that I don't know. I don't know I'm who assuming else. Assuming he meant Auburn and somebody who was close. But. Almost died. Yeah, maybe like an ACC team. I don't know who else they beat. Then follow UCF that closely. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, Okay, so my next questionable call. Sorry, I'm reading a direct message. Uh, 50-plus underclassmen have already declared for the draft. Somebody just slide into your DMs? Someone did slide in them DMs. It was a dude. You don't read it? Not cool. (laughs) Uh, Nope. (laughs) Sure don't. Uh, So already 50-plus underclassmen have declared we will probably break another record, and 30% of them will go undrafted historically. Oh, yeah. Like These guys should take note from what Baker Mayfield did. Coming back for your senior yeah, year, Bradley Chubb. Like I know that they have. You have to look at each situation. Like Rosen said, some of these guys really need to go get their chance to make their money now. But yeah. coming back for your senior year, uh, you know the dude that I love, Marcel Aitman, coming back for his senior year, really helps himself this year, and he's going to make more money now yeah. by coming back. So you don't always have to come out. And every year it seems like you're breaking the rush. record for juniors coming out. So yeah, that's my that's my complaint. All right, Mello, you're up. Next one. We're snake ordering, apparently. I'm just going. I'm just here. Jeff Fisher. I know that they've talked about it, and this was my questionable call from like I think when I was in Disney. All these quarterbacks that are in the playoffs right now, at one point, like sucked under Jeff yeah, Fisher. Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Jared right. Goff. What I want to know was. How good was fucking Steve McNair? Because he was good, and Jeff Fisher was his coach. 
Like, this dude made Jared Goff look like shit, and people were already calling him a bust after, like, eight games. So Steve McNair may be the greatest quarterback of all time. He might be, like, a Hall of Famer. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Fisher has his coach. Like, Eddie George, the same thing. Like, dude rushed for 10,000 yards and had this just... Look what Fisher did to Gurley. (laughs) Yeah. And these guys still excelled and made it to a Super Bowl somehow. He did have good offensive coordinators back in the day. Well, I don't remember that far back. Yeah. Jesus, I mean, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah. It's a curse. Next Bears head coach. Yeah. One of my questionable calls for last week before it got canceled was when Jeff Fisher was talking about how the Rams are basically good this year because of him. Yeah, because all yeah, his like, draft picks. Maybe his they guys. were just bad last year because of you. <laughs> That's like Trump saying no planes crash this year because he's tough on the FAA or whatever. Like, yeah. nope, no planes actually crash. That's just... <laughs> Year to year, doesn't happen. Tom Herman had a shitty season. He's like, oh, wait till I get my guys in here. Yeah. Uh, no, these uh, these, yep, are your guys. Yeah. Coaches, man. <coughs> Coaches. All right. You All got right. another one? Yeah, I got one. Well, let like you go double-double here. I, have, I only have one. Well, you that kinda, was just, a, you interjected that was just there. an interjection because okay. I felt like I wasn't getting enough airtime. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my next one is listening to Mello's betting advice. You know, during the UCF game, he told me, he said, you know, I think UCF is going to win this. I just, I have this feeling I, you should bet on them. I didn't. That part worked out. But that part worked out. So then he was like, so I asked him about the Georgia OU game or just the final four in general. And he said, OU is going to win it. (laughs) So I put wow. a little money on OU, and what happens? Yeah, knocked them out. <laughs> so knocked them out. Did you jinx yourself to get your least favorite team out of the playoff? I don't think so. I, I actually thought OU was going to win it all. Really? And then I was riding high. Like I real, I I'm not a gambler, but I almost bet on UCF because they were a nine and a half point dog. I was going to put good money on it too because I just teach your money. <laughs> yeah, it was like three dollars. Yeah. They were good. they had something to play for. They wanted that undefeated season. They wanted to send Scott Frost off with a win. I just felt like they were going to beat Auburn, and they did. And then I told Dan that you know, oh, OU's going to win the whole thing, and um, they didn't. Well, you were close. Uh, I never thought they would because of their defense. Like I didn't think their defense was good enough to hold up, especially if they got into it. Like if they say they beat Georgia, you're going to play Alabama or Clemson. I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't think the defense was good enough to do that. So I I mean, I had some good intel. One of the things I told Dan was like, you never bet against a one-armed linebacker. Oh, yeah. For UCF. He can overcome anything. He has one hand. He has two arms. <laughs> he's like Jim Abbott. One and a the half. The old Angels pitcher. <laughs> that dude, That's a YouTube a video beast, to look up. Though, like, Jim Abbott or Shaquem Griffin? Shaquem Griffin. Is, is he draftable? Practice squad. Oh, he's got one hand. I don't know. I mean, he's really made it this well. far, though. Yeah, his brother's a stud. He plays for the Seahawks. I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, that's that's on. Yes, on like watching him play, he's draftable. But I don't know what you do with a kid with one hand. I don't know how we grade that. You play him at middle linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he moves <laughs> from like safety to linebacker. Yeah. That's that's what you do. All right, special teams. So here's my new question. We'll call next question. We'll call new next. Yeah, both work. So Rich Rod, I don't know if you guys saw, he got fired, uh, University of Arizona head coach. He got fired, and it came out that in 2005 at a game, he had his wife and his girlfriend on the sideline together. That's a questionable call. Were they by each other? 
I I don't know. I imagine them sitting like a row apart. Did they know? No, it just came out that he had a mistress. No, I can't imagine that she was like a like technically a girlfriend. <laughs> no, it was like it was supposed to be like a mistress. Like a, I don't know what that means. So I'm just gonna keep saying it because I don't know Is what that it means. What happened? No, I give her a ticket. She snuck in. Oh, mm. yeah, me. You don't shit where you eat, boys. That's why I keep telling you. That's yeah. why you go to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's my question. Like, keep them apart. That is messed up. And you I, have money. Like, when he got fired, I read, like, whatever he put out on Twitter, and it was like, yeah, you know, I cheated on my wife, and I told her, and I'm sorry. I didn't see this part about bringing a girlfriend and a wife to the sideline at the same time. I actually felt bad for the guy, but not now. No, no, no. I think there's some... There's some other stuff going on, too, with that whole thing that, you know, the guys who cover college football will figure that out. But it doesn't look good. does not look good. Does anybody else have any, or is this just my time to shine? I got one. Okay. I don't know what it means. I'm afraid I'm going to have to hit, like, 17 questions. I'm going to have to put the stop button on you here. (laughs) I did that on purpose, just so you guys would would pique your interest. You might hear an edit here. Dan might not talk again. Pique your interest. (laughs) Um, So, basically, this is to parents out there. And you need to educate your kids on what to say and what not to say. This is kind of old, but a few years ago, I was taking some middle schoolers home from this church function. Had a few years ago if you were at church. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm driving, and they're in the back, and I hear them talking. And then all of a sudden, I hear, yeah, when I was young, I used to like raw dog. I was like, what? What? Same, same. <laughs> Weird. No, so did your mom. I, yeah, because I wasn't actually listening to them until I heard that. They were talking about hot dogs. And he likes raw hot dogs. And he likes raw hot That's dogs. That's also disgusting. It is also. Calling, so, it, calling it raw dog is awesome. That was, I literally <laughs> cracked up. It was the best drive I've ever had, I believe. But did you still, tell them what it actually meant? No, no, I just let them go. Should, that's what <laughs> they, you say Google They it. talked about raw dog for at least 10 minutes. They all have phones. Just be like, hey, why don't you Google that? <laughs> okay. Well, that's all. That's a good story. Okay, I have two more. <clears throat> the Patriots today, huge blizzard is hitting in the Northeast. What does Bill Belichick do? <coughs> Think he canceled practice? No. He told his players, leave home early. You're not missing practice. I wouldn't either. Fucking blizzard hit. Yeah, it wasn't that bad from what I've seen on Twitter, though. It was supposed to be like a bomb, a typhoon. Right, but it wasn't, so practicing that shit. They got all kinds of stuff at the right. facilities. They're going to practice indoors. They practice indoors. Okay, so that was uh, one question called last one. Earlier, <coughs> sorry. They Go said ahead. earlier they had like two hotels right by the stadium. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, that, that gets left out. Just stay there. Yeah, <laughs> they can afford it. Okay, last one. Uh, if you guys saw... Dave Gettleman hired as the Giants. <clears throat> Let me start that over. Dave Gettleman hired as the Giants GM. First thing he does, he cuts Bobby Hart, and they bench Eric Flowers, who's a piece of shit anyway. Uh, hopefully you're listening, Eric, since you've already threatened to beat me up once. I'm just going to keep saying stuff. Uh, so Don't come to Mobile. <laughs> yeah, please don't. No, he couldn't find it on a map. Um, so the reason that, the, the, that Bobby Hart got cut and Eric Flowers got benched they would not participate in the offensive line's secret Santa. Like, that's what they're throwing a fit about. Like, you're making millions of dollars a year. Do secret Santa. Like, don't be a little bitch. Like, come on. That locker room is a mess. Like, somebody oh, without a doubt. legit lost the locker room. You got Eli <laughs> Apple and Landon Collins can't even, like, look at each other. Offensive linemen refusing to do secret Santa. Like, you're a teacher. Do you guys do, like, secret Santa or? No, we don't. We're poor. You We're guys not can't making millions yeah, of dollars. 
Yeah. If we could, we would. But if you were in Colorado teaching, where they have all that weed money, you'd be set. But no, not well, I think Some of them have weed money. Do you do? Do you guys do Secret Santa where you work? No, man, we did when I worked we, there. Nope, we we're too busy that time. Of year. Oh yeah, well I because I'm remote and I'm the only Bleach Report employee here. <laughs> you do Secret I do Santa. Secret Santa. I just buy myself some shit. And, yeah, it's great. Yeah. All week, just yeah. <laughs> buy something like online Hanukkah. and mail it to is yourself. That, is that like when you get really drunk and you buy something that night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the kegerator was part of my Secret Santa. Like, oh. and, yeah, so were the air mattresses. And, and, yeah, yep, no Secret Santa for me. Okay, let's do top fives. <laughs> this week we decided to do something a little differently because we couldn't agree on it goddamn thing so we're like oh let's do top five pass catchers it started out as top five receivers and then that blossomed and blew up to top five pass catchers so we each took a position i took running backs Mello took tight ends dan took receivers so to keep this as least confusing as possible we're just gonna go one by one and you just give your list five to one I'm going to go backwards, but okay. You're going to go one to five? Well, then yeah. you go first because well, you're right. just messing with everybody. <laughs> well, the I top mean, of your list is a little easier to go. Top receiver. Exactly. That's why it, I'm no, going okay. one to five. So did you, is this that you've ever seen? So like Don Hudson's not included, right? Even if I saw Don Hudson, he wouldn't be included. He didn't, don't even get me started I'm just on that. Saying, I don't want to talk are about Don know. Hudson. People are going to want to know. Don, yeah, they're going to want to know who Don Hudson is. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just because you is. can catch a ball in the 20s when no one even knows about a pass play doesn't mean you would be a, a good attack. receiver. He's probably the first guy to catch a forward pass. So anyway, you're doing that you've ever seen, right? Or in our lifetimes? Yeah. So 83 to now. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, go. Jerry okay, Rice. Number one, Jerry Rice, obviously. Not even going to talk. Let's about spend why. an hour talking about Jerry Rice being the greatest football player of all time. <laughs> greatest receiver of all time. Football player of all time. Maybe. No. He, greatest he, receiver. I mean, oh, is Tom Brady the greatest football player of all time then if Jerry Rice okay, isn't? Jerry Rice, greatest football player of all time. <laughs> He's the reason I like football. <coughs> Jerry Rice. Oh, he he was amazing. I mean, for like when I was narrowing down my list, sometimes guys got marked off for having a good quarterback, but he hit. He's had multiple quarterbacks and still produced. Yeah, I think he skipping a beat. Yeah, I think you can say. So that. I think he actually created a couple of good quarterbacks. Rich Gannon. Yeah, Joe Montana. Still good at Steve Young. Steve Young. Steve Young was the shit. I don't know. We can go. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Okay, so who's your number two? Because this is where the debate really like heats up. Right. Yeah. Number two is the scariest guy to ever play the receiver position. Randy Moss. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. That used to be our saying. That did. That was great. How are you going to pay that fine, Randy? Yeah. Now Straight it's, cash, homie. hey, Matt, how are you paying for that bill? <laughs> I'm going to boss this bill. Uh, uh, just, he doesn't have as many catches as a lot of the guys up there, but when you check out those touchdowns, he's just he was just unstoppable. Not even just in the red zone, all over the field. And he played for the Raiders for what, like two, three years? <laughs> and did nothing. Yeah. He didn't play for the Raiders. He yeah. just <laughs> he got a check for the Raiders. Got some cash. My favorite Moss thing ever was <laughs> when he went to New England because I'm a closet New England fan. And they're playing the Jets, and everybody's like, oh, is Moss going to, like, how's he going to fit in this locker room? How are he and Tom going to work together? And he runs a deep post, triple coverage, and Brady throws it to him, like, perfectly right in the hands, touchdown. He scored like 23 touchdowns that year. Yeah. Moss is the man. Bo show number three. Uh, number three. Now this is where the actual debate starts because if anyone questions Randy Matt, Randy Moss is number two. I don't unless it's you and it's Don Hudson. I wouldn't put Don Hudson up there. Okay, I would put Randy Moss. There. <laughs> I'm curious um, about number three okay. though. Number three, 
He's not in the Hall of Fame yet. Terrell Owens. He's a Niner. What's wrong? He dropped more passes than he caught as a Niner. He also... Alligator arms. He was a malcontent. Go do some sit-ups in the driveway. But he cried when he caught that pass. Against Green Bay? Yeah. In that time they played that the Cowboys, good, and he ran to the, the star. star. That Here's was like amazing. My first memory of T.O. Um, was the drops. I mean, he was like plagued with drops early at San Francisco. But then also having the 20-catch game, Jerry Rice's last game as a Niner. Oh, shit. Like, this is Jerry Rice's day, bitch, and you have 20 catches. It was just it was a slap in the face. I know it's not his fault. He's not calling the plays. Passing of the torch, maybe. It was Jeff Garcia's fault. It was yeah. Steve Mariucci's fault. Anyway, he... He was just so physically dominant. He was, like, yeah. Was, people would just. He was the guard. first jacked wide receiver. Like you look at like Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, yeah, like, all these guys. Like he started that shit. Who probably would have been better than him, but Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson. Calvin Johnson retired early. Julio's still playing. He would have been on my list, but he just hasn't played enough. Yeah, yeah. number four. Okay, number four, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the respectable dude, one, probably the best, maybe second best hands of all time. That's fair. Great route runner. And he carried the Cardinals to a Super Bowl. Would have won that Super Bowl if it wasn't for James Harrison returning that interception 100 yards for a touchdown or down on the one or whatever. I can't remember. I think he scored. Yeah. I like that. I like, and I also love the way that Fitzgerald has always handled himself. Like, just like a consummate pro, like, scores, hands the ball to the ref. And then, I mean, like, I love Juju and, like, I love the dancing and the celebrating and stuff. But, like, there's something too, just watching a guy who's been doing it for 15 years. Especially in the era of like the diva wide receiver when we had guys like Chad Johnson and T.O. coming up and yeah. running in their mouth all the time. Fitzgerald never did it. He let his play on the field do all of his talking. I think he was also one of the first sophomores to declare for the draft. Oh, yeah, because he got that. The military year. Yeah. All right, number five. Number five. This this was the hardest decision. I literally wrote seven yeah, or eight names on the, on the board up here. One of them was written a little smaller. That was just for Marshall because he's a big Herman Moore fan. Because who's not? Yeah. Um, 120 catches in a season. <laughs> Barry Sanders was on that team, and Scott Mitchell was throwing him the football. The guy's a legend. <laughs> okay. You got to do more in one year, though, to make my list. Um, Touche. We're just going to go with a guy who just catches touchdowns, and that's Chris Carter. Get you a fall guy. That's right. Get you that fall guy. I that's, like Chris Carter. Maybe it's because I'm your fall guy. You are my I'm glad we've established that. Me too. Yeah, that's good to know. I didn't know Unless that was someone I, else. With I didn't us. know there was a clear line. That's good to know. Out of this group, I'm the fall guy. I okay. believe. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I like. I like Chris Carter there. That's good. You got two Minnesota Vikings here, Homer. I no no not at all. I mean, I wanted to Jake put Julio. Gerald wasn't he the ball boy yeah. for Chris Carter? Damn. I wanted to put Julio. I wanted to put. Andre Johnson, Michael uh, Irvin, yeah. just because I'm a Miami fan, but no. I, so I no Marvin Harrison? No. I, no I think Wayne. he was just good because of Peyton. See, I do and too. so was Reggie Wayne. Like, Reggie Wayne, I think, Reggie Wayne was good. I don't think he would have been as good without Peyton. Yeah, they were solid receivers, but I think Peyton Manning made both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And Dallas Clark, too. Yeah. All right. Whenever the people left there, they sucked. So, uh, Okay, Mello, tight ends, buddy. I'll start with number five uh, for me. I'm going with a guy who's still in the league and who is probably the most talented receiver or tight end that we've ever seen. He just can't stay on the field. So I'm going with Gronk at number five. The guy is amazing. And if he could play 14 games every year, he would probably be the best tight end of all time. But the dude can't stay healthy. 
He should really be ranked numbers six through nine. <laughs> yeah. He's also the spirit animal of this Friday podcast. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. I love the guy, and I think he's amazing, but he's got to find a way to stay on the field and have that longevity over time because he, he just hasn't been able he to do it so far. Well, his numbers are unreal. Yeah, and we'll see what he can do. Uh, next guy for me is going to be Antonio Gates. Also still playing. <laughs> Somehow. Wow. He's, he's right? like, I, even yeah, he's, I think fact. he's the number two tight end now, but he is still on there. Uh, did you know he played <gasps> basketball at Kent State? No, no way. way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that about him, but he did. And he sat on the practice squad for like a year and then came into the league and just set it on fire, was catching everything from Phillip Rivers and a little bit from Drew Brees. His numbers are up there and they're great, but he kind of fell off, had some injury problems as yeah. well uh, with his foot and stuff like that. So he's at number four for me. Next guy. I think those would be like my top two. Like, who do you have ahead of them? Well, number one no, is yeah. two, I think. Next guy is, for me, he's the guy that set off the tight ends. Definitely. And like being a receiving tight end, I don't think without this guy, without <laughs> Shannon Sharp, oh. the tight end position today is not what the it athlete, is. The athletic tight end position, yes. like you were saying with T.O. Yeah. yeah, he was like the T.O. of tight ends. Yeah, and going back to those years with the Broncos and even still able to do it again with the Ravens, he did have that career longevity, and the dude could catch everything. He was an undersized tight end. He was like 6'3", 230, but he could still do it. And like I said, the tight end position today is not what it is without Sharp. Yeah, Shannon Sharp, any great on TV. Amazing trash talker. Oh, yeah, like one of the best. I I love watching him being mic'd up. People who are actually a good trash talker. Do you remember the EAS commercials where he's just like curling? He's fucking he ripped. He was yoked ripped. up. Yeah. I bet he still is. I like to see him and uh, Bill Romanowski fight. Think that ever happened in practice? Ooh, I don't know. I would pay to watch that. I would pay per view it. <laughs> I, if if Barstool could rough and rowdy that one, I'd pay like $10. <laughs> yeah. I would, t- yeah. Portnoy, hook it up, buddy. <laughs> Number awesome. two tight end for me. And I might get some hate for this one, but he's my favorite tight end of all time. Because he's been doing it for like 15 years. You were also him when you were younger, before you played quarterback. And he's only had one good quarterback throw him the ball. Who was that? Jason Witten is number two. The only good quarterback he's ever had is Tony Romo. Dak Prescott? For one year. Okay, I'll give you He that. has over 1,000 catches. He's impressive. He's up there with... I love Touchdowns. Jason Witten. I love, love Witten. I'm cool with him being on your top five. He is number two he, for me, and he, I love him. Like you just said, he wouldn't be number two without Shannon Sharp. So I don't see how he you has the fourth most catches of all time. At any position. At any Receiver, position. Receiver, anything. Okay. Fourth most all time. That's ridiculous. And he's still doing it. He's yeah. underrated. He could catch if Fitz yeah. retires. No, nah, he's, he's not going to catch him. He's not going to catch him. He'd need to play two more years. at the same time. Yeah, he's maybe got two years left in him, maybe. But that's why, for me, he is number two. Because the only good quarterback he's had is Romo. And Romo wasn't even that good for that long. Yeah. All right, number one. Number one is obvious. It's Tony Gonzalez. (laughs) That dude is the most amazing tight end I've ever seen. And I didn't even really like him. You didn't like him in Kansas City? No, I didn't because I was like a Chiefs hater. Did you know he played basketball at Cal? Yeah, yeah. He was another one of those guys, you know, big athlete. (laughs) You're supposed to say, I didn't know Could rebound. You know, that other Cowboys tight end, he played basketball at Baylor. Rico Gathers. Yeah. We'll love to see him get on the field. In the NFL, yeah. yeah. 
But Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez, like, most catches ever for a tight end. Yeah. 1,329. Second most all time. Period. Yeah. So obvious pick Behind there. The guy nobody's going to catch. Ever. No one's yeah. ever catching. What Jerry is Rice. the gap between Jerry Rice uh, and. 224. Yeah, that's, like that's two, two good years. really good years. Seasons. <laughs> yeah. And Gonzalez played from 97 to 2013. Who's, uh, who's highest on that list that's active? Fitzgerald. Yeah. Who might be able to catch? Like, the, could catch Rice? Yeah. No one. Like, what about Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown is 42nd. He has 733. He's not even to the halfway point Ooh. of Rice yet. That's amazing. Yeah. That is. Which is why he's I, been I do seven think. years. Jerry Rice is the best NFL player of all time. Other active players, Greg Olson has 639. Demarius Thomas has 629. Pierre Garcon has 604. Julio has 585. And think about the fact that he's already starting to break down. Yeah, but Julio is the all-time leader in receiving yards per game. Yes. So it's just him being able to play. No one's going to ever catch Jerry Rice. No. No, he played until he was like 40. You know, it was good. Like was honestly, like six. Think of it this way: Michael Thomas has averaged about a hundred catch catches a year, two years in. He would have to play for fifteen years and keep that up to catch Jerry Rice in an era where they didn't throw the football. Yeah, it's amazing. Dude's a fucking monster. Okay, my turn. He's no Don Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Peter King. <laughs> uh, top five pass catchers at running back. Number five, Marcus Allen. Uh, we've given a lot of credit to guys who are kind of the trailblazers at their position. Hey, Another take chief. Let's take a beer if you're getting up. Yeah, it's famously blackballed by Al Davis, <laughs> put on the bench, and still amazing pass-catching running back. I know his numbers weren't great, but that's so much due to the fact they, they made him play fullback in Oakland for a while. Yeah, when Bo Jackson was yeah, there. He still ended up with 587 career catches. A lot of that did come in Kansas City, and he paved the way for a lot of the guys ahead of him on my list uh, and a lot of the guys that we see now who are such great dual threat running backs. Yeah. Like he was one of the first running backs where they started throwing the ball and could really utilize him in the pass game. Okay. Number four, this one's going to surprise you. I hope you're sitting down and I actually hope you are in a position where you can, well, you're always in a position where you can Google something fucking smartphones, Larry centers. Yeah, center. Like, you're probably gonna have to Google who he is. I know who he so is. So here's a fun fact for you: Larry Centers is the all-time leading receiver as a running back. He has the most catches ever for a running back. Not Ladainian Tomlinson, not Marshall Falk. <laughs> Larry Goddamn Centers for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, played fullback for the Cardinals for forever. Yeah, was he like an a was he an H back? I re- vaguely remember. But him. He was a straight up fullback. <laughs> How many total yards did he finish with? Like fifty seven. Uh, for his career, 6,797. 28 touchdowns. Pretty impressive for a fullback. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, he... Did he have more catches or carries? Uh, carries. Quite oh, a few more. That's surprising, actually. Yeah, but he was with the Cardinals for nine years, Bills for two, Washington for two, and New England for one, of course. That fullback from OU, that's... Oh, Dimitri Flowers. That's FB1. <laughs> so, yeah, Larry Centers. Uh, there's your historical nugget of the day, thanks to Stick Football. Now is where we have some fun. Number three, Ladanian Tomlinson. Great runner, great pass catcher, great scorer. Um, I, I do think when you look at guys like Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, even like Saquon Barkley, like this is where it came from. Like this, it Tomlinson made it cool again to be a pass catching running back, to be a triple threat Uh I think he's one of the greatest running backs of all time. The numbers back it up as far as yards, catches, rushing, touchdowns, the whole the whole deal. So he's number three. 
Number two, I'm going to get a ton of shit for, but I do not give a fuck. <laughs> Roger Craig, and he should be in the Hall of Fame, and I will fight anyone who you wants think to Hall disagree. Of fame? Yes. Yes, he was one. He was the, I believe, the first guy to go 100 100, like to have a thousand rushing, thousand receiving. He should be. What's a hundred hundred? Yeah, I don't know. I have a thousand thousand. He should be. Yeah, a thousand thousand rushing, thousand receiving. I'm, I'm fact checking that. I actually don't know if that's true. Uh, I knew as it soon is. As yes, yes, it is. In 85, he had 1,050 yards rushing, 1,016 yards receiving. I knew as soon as you we decided we were going to go running back, tight end, receiver, you were going to jump all over running back yep. because of Roger Craig. Roger Craig's the fucking man. He should be in the Hall of Fame. This is just turning into a 49ers podcast. 13,000 <laughs> Stick to the yards. 49ers. Yeah. He, was, he, did, he started it. He started, and you talk about he played fullback in the old Niners split back set. Tommy Rathman at running back, Roger Craig at fullback. He was he was the original. He's the OG of pass catching running backs, and he made the number 33 cool. He was just open because of Jerry Rice. <laughs> uh, the year that he went 1,000-1,000 was Jerry's rookie year, so there might be some credit to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe he made Jerry Rice. Maybe safeties were like, fuck, we got to yeah, deal with Roger definitely. Craig. <laughs> we can't cover that quick slant. Who cares about number 80? Roger Craig, thank you for yeah, Jerry Rice's career. Flats. Yeah, come on, linebackers. You can't run hook to curl. Roger Craig's going to catch a screen, damn it. And then Jerry runs a quick slant, high steps into the end zone. You're welcome. There's a history lesson for you. Okay, number one, duh, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk's amazing uh, as is, a player. Yeah. I mean, whether it was in Indy or it was with the Rams where, you know, the greatest show on turf, uh, a lot of our younger listeners won't remember, like, Marshall so Falk. so great that the Colts got rid of him for Edron James. Edron James was also he was a very good, good pass too. catching he, back. He just didn't. He had no longevity. He really didn't. He fizzled out pretty quick. Yeah. I don't even remember. Did he do anything after the Colts? No. Yeah. That was the Edron James, Ricky Williams in the same draft. You remember that? And it was like very controversial that they took James over speaking, Ricky Williams. Speaking of Miami slash Indianapolis Colts running backs, when you're talking about. Frank Gore? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Chubb earlier, he reminds me of Frank Gore. Oh, yeah. Like injury play. But runs super productively. Like, oh. Frank Gore now top five all time rushing. Exactly. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Also a Hall of Famer, <laughs> by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you still think running backs are a Hall of Famer if they get over ten thousand yards? Somebody Marshawn went over ten thousand. You think he's a Hall of Famer? No. I don't either. Like he had a good two, three years, but But like now the thousand yard back is dying again. They're only like nine this year. So it's like becoming a thing because of running back by committee and everybody throws the ball so much. Like getting a thousand yards is kind of hard to do again. Yeah, it used to be easy. It was like everybody was doing it, but yeah, I know. I don't think Marshawn is. I do think Frank Gore is. It's one of my favorite players of all time. Of all time, yeah, I like him. I Me respect too. what he did. I mean, I think he has the he <laughs> has some of the best vision of running backs in the last fifteen years that I've you know, studied. Just the ability to find the crease and like, and also the dude playing on two reconstructed knees like that shit is rare. And oh, he's yeah. been doing it for fifteen years. At a very tough I also don't know if that's a fact. He's been doing it for a long time. <laughs> when he was at Miami, like Quentin Portis and Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee were behind him until he got hurt. Like, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt in college, just imagine how good he would have been. Isn't he the one that's also dyslexic and had to like overcome that to like learn a playbook? I don't I think know. All I'm three just probably out facts tonight. That <laughs> I'm, I think I'm two for two on my fact checking tonight, though. 13 years, that's how long he's played. I was really close. Okay, speaking of helping people, let's do just the tip. And we don't have many this week. 
Yeah, people helping people, and apparently I did <laughs> too good us. the first time. You're solving everybody's problems. It was like nobody submitted any questions for us. We did get one, and I should have looked up who it was from. Uh, but he had quite the dilemma and wanted to know what he should do about his long-distance relationship. Is that a good thing? What should he do here? Oh, man. I don't like long-distance relationships. I don't What's think they the work. Point? See, I'm on, I'm in the same boat. Like, if it's for a reason, like, oh, you're separated for a little while, okay. But if she's living over here and you're living over here, you two met online. I have some experience with this. Like, because I met do my it? ex-wife through a work situation. So don't do it. Yeah. So exactly. That's what I'm going. <laughs> don't do it. It ended poorly. And it honestly, like, because she was long distance, there was this rush to, like, okay, we should either break up or move in together. And she was like, well, let's move in together. And oh, Well, every mistake. good relationship starts with an ultimatum. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, kids. Uh, so that's the thing is, like, because it is kind of a shit or get off the pot situation. And so, like you guys said, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. How hot is she? I think we need to decide. <laughs> we need to break out that crazy out. scale. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy scale. I mean, yeah. The universal. If you're talking about like Kate Upton or somebody like that, then yeah, go ahead. Just, Ugh, yeah. That's where you went? I The first name popped in my head. Marissa Miller. <laughs> there you go. She wouldn't have to change her last name. No, she wouldn't. No. Yeah. Last one didn't either. I'd so. take her last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if Marissa Miller would marry me, I would take her last name. Then we'd just drink Natty Light all day. Yeah. It'd be a dream. But. Going back to our question or our just a tip, I say get rid of it. Like, what's the point in messing around with it? Go find somebody else. Or, Put a fish in the sea. Or I like this idea: keep it, but not when uh, you're home. <laughs> Different. She's she's there. I can't agree with she's that. gone. He's here. No, I don't agree with that like, either. <laughs> she's there. Say so she's. And in. I know we at least just lost one listener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying. My mom, I don't know what hurt her. Roy Orbison tattoo on the ass. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I wouldn't no. do it, but I'm advocating for him. He's he's probably young. He's just have Where fun. Where is he from? We Mellow didn't take we notes. We don't know who this guy is. It's probably Mellow. He's, he's like, like from a super like, small town and there's nobody there. Okay, I can see it. But if yeah, like we need context. City, These are, people, it's like Sam Darnold's interceptions. Don't just give me a number. Show me. Like what happened? What went wrong? We need... Uh, see, I don't we need think a Dr. Really Phil moment. Though. Like, if she lives, say, three hours away, is that a long distance relationship? Yeah. Right? Like, that yeah. qualifies. When are you going to see her? When the oh, tide oh, rises. Every weekend? Okay. Then Sounds great. See her, then don't label Wait, her as your girlfriend. Think of it this way if you could have a woman's attention every other weekend, and the rest of the time, all you had to do is like text and keep up with that, that is a dream. Yeah, but she's not going to go for it. That's a good point, but if she will, <laughs> do it. I mean, if you got a good also, thing, don't screw it up. If but. you're doing the long distance relationship, my advice would be sign up for a hotel rewards program like SPG or Hilton Honors and get those points. I would just do the ones that go by the hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those out yeah. there. Just buy an RV. You know? <laughs> or get points. I'm or a big points guy. Find somebody that lives close to you. <laughs> I, I kind of like his flexibility here. So let us know how it works. We're torn. We, you know, we don't know what to tell you in this so, situation. What's our final answer here? Because it got a little muddy. <laughs> Mine is, let it ride. I say, don't do it. Just okay. you're saying, just Unless cut you the ties. In a town with like five people and they're all dudes. Just find somebody else. And so two thirds vote. Two thirds vote. Official. It's official. 
find somebody a little bit closer because the long distance thing, it's it's not going to work out. But for I'm you just saying <laughs> you could also do both. <laughs> just saying. All right. Okay. Uh, we got another question coming on iTunes from Ace underscore 13 Smith. See how easy it is to write their names down, Mello? Yeah, he was Tyler know. Warden oh, is okay. his name, and he lives in New York. Oh. Find someone else. <laughs> There's a million people. <laughs> Solved. Wait, a million? What wow. year is it? There so are wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so does she just live on the other side of New York? Yeah, long-distance relationship. I don't care where she you lives are. in Queens. <laughs> if you live in the state of New York, find someone else. Okay. Yep. You have a point. Okay. Unless she lives in your hometown and you're just going to see her when you go home for holidays, then keep that up. I don't know, Tyler. I I feel like DM me, man. We'll we'll workshop this. Tyler. <laughs> okay. Find so so Ace Thirteen Smith asked us uh, a question that I think is a little hard for us to answer because we're all pretty tall. He asked, I'm "What is your rule? What is your rule on dating a girl taller than you?" And he actually asked for Kennedy's input, but she's not with us on Thursday nights, unfortunately. What her rule was, because she's a tall girl on dating a guy shorter than her. So I'm 5'11". Marshall's also 5'11". Dan's 6'4". So you don't have to worry about this unless you're going to date the chick who does game day on Saturday mornings because she's, she's six, real seven. tall. <laughs> or someone who plays in the WNBA. Right. So I'm going to pass. Yes. You can offer input just as a tall person. Right. You wouldn't date a girl farther than you, right? If she's 6'5", I'm out on that. That's I, weird. I'm not looking up at a girl. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it might be different for you shorter folk. I've never dated someone even like close to my height, really. I think the tallest girl I've ever dated was like 5'8. So, like in heels, we were about the same height. And that was weird for me. Your ex wife was like the same height as us. Yeah. I mean, she was like 5'9, but I mean, ex wife, you saw how that worked out. Yeah. Didn't I? I would do it just because like she's probably got some long legs on her. But it is weird looking up to somebody. Yeah. When you're supposed to be like the masculine, like protective so, figure. Like if the, if shit goes down, you're going to be like, okay, are you babe, get behind her. Yeah. <laughs> have at it because I'm shorter than you. So I'm a scout at heart, right? So I look at it this way. If, I mean, your kids have a chance to be pretty tall. If you think ahead, you know, you, she's 5'10, you're 5'10. There's, there's, you know, <laughs> kid might be 6'2. Maybe. Mello's still searching old Tyler over here. <laughs> He's trying to help him he out. He only has like 35 followers. <laughs> well, follow him. Make him make us <laughs> at Tyler underscore J underscore Warden. Everyone follow him. W O R D E N. Let's get this guy out of his long distance relationships. Yeah. So, ladies in New York, he works in finance. Look him up. Oh, he's he an money. Arizona alum. Oh my oh, god! Come on, dude. And come he's on, a Tyler mathlete. Come on. Okay, what's this? I'm going to tweet him right now. This is at Tyler. Underscore, no, underscore, J, J, underscore, underscore, warden. Too many underscores. How do you spell that? W A R. No, W O R D E N. Okay, I'm tweeting York. you right now. We're talking about you on the show. Make sure you listen tomorrow. DM us a picture of said girl. Hopefully, there is an actual girl. <laughs> Is this like a Manti Teo situation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I told him to DM us more info, like a picture, the distance, etc. So there we go. And I'm also going to follow him because that's I'm a good person. Okay. Uh, I actually had a more, right? I'm, on, I'm sorry. I'm on Twitter. You okay. One. So dating girl taller than you. Uh, what's, the, what's the verdict? I say it's okay. I say it's okay too. And Dan said no. No. I mean, I like with, tall girls, just not taller than me. With the caveat that like she can't be... <laughs> Six seven, yeah, 
Uh, are if, there six, I seven mean, if, girls? Is that yeah, a thing? Yeah, there are. Rebecca Lobo. You ever watch <laughs> the WNBA? <laughs> no, I actually haven't. <laughs> and no one else has either. Yeah, former mathlete. I wouldn't put that on my Twitter bio. I would. I was a mathlete. <laughs> I you know, wouldn't do it. It's not on mine. Tell you that. Okay, uh, my other, uh, just the tip. Um, so this, like we've talked about a lot this past week, I was in the hospital and I forgot my phone. Cause I was like in a, I was, I thought I was going to die. So phone, not a priority and get to the ER and realize that my girlfriend has none of your numbers. So my, just the tip, make sure if you are in a relationship that your significant other has a way to contact people. Cause it was like, you need, yeah, people. Yeah. I was like, I need you to like call Mello. I need you to like call Connor and like tell him that I'm in the hospital and I can't work today. I have articles due. Like we have a podcast tonight and I'm like, you know, like I'm trying to get the wheels spinning. Like this is, if I'm out for a couple of days or whatever, there's shit that's got to get done. Maybe you should just make somebody else your emergency contact. Well, yeah, dad is my emergency contact, which that's not what? a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love popping. Should be mellow. Like if shit goes down, I mean, that's the guy to go Mello's to. the but. one who told me. So uh, I, yeah, I. Well, okay, so I don't live with my girlfriend. What happened? I woke up and I was throwing up blood. So I just texted her and was like, "Hey, I need you to come get me." I did, I knew you'd been out drinking. I didn't want to text you and wake you up from your hangover. Up and have you come get sobered me? up at six thirty in the morning. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Well, I mean, if you actually thought you were dying, yeah. I mean, if you just have the shits, leave no, me alone. No, I was throwing up blood. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I would have. I'm glad you didn't, but... <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I would have. So just a tip. Or I just need like a um, like a card. Facebook. And I think that's on. what she did, actually, was yeah, just that's kind of how Facebook. She, how she messaged me. Because I know she was like... Well, it, thanks for messaging me. You, she listens. You can take that up with her. Am I allowed to say her name? No. Thank you, lady, for messaging me. Okay, and my last just a tip for the week. Um, I because like just how I am, I guess. Thanks, mom and dad. I give you guys a lot of shit on this podcast. Like we make fun of the fact that Dan is like kind of our valet slash bartender slash bitch. Um, we make fun of Mellow all the time. I want to give you some credit, Dan. Thank you. Before the season, I forgot about this. Before the season, you told me that Blake Bortles was going to have a career year. Boom. And I made fun Roasted. of you. I made fun of you day after day to your face, behind your back. I made fun of you every chance I got. We have a and you were right. We did not. I think we there did. There was. There was some kind of shit. Like, Why did I bring this? Like yes. 25 touchdowns or something. He didn't have 25 touchdowns. I don't even think it was 25. I think it was 20. How many interceptions? Because I think it was less than 10 interceptions. It was something around that. He looking up stuff yeah, online. 21 and 13 this year. So. He must have fell off after this. He did. Uh, this is off air or on air because I'm doing it right now. I will search our group message and see. Oh, God, that's going to take 10 years. No, I can search by Bortles <laughs> and it'll. We, we can't have talked about him that much. <laughs> <laughs> there was some kind of bet, though. There and was. Carry the conversation. And do you remember we talked about this at the very beginning of the year when Madden first came out and I was like going to be a team and I picked the Jaguars? And then the Jaguars went on to win the Super Bowl and Blake Bortles won MVP. And then I think, you know, it was even me, you, and Connor, and we were just like, oh, shit, like didn't expect that to happen. Those fucking Madden people have it right because they nailed it with the Jaguars. And I don't think you can replace Blake Bortles this year. I don't, I don't either. Like who, who, who could they get this better than Bortles? 
I don't think Eli Manning's better than. Bortles. No, I mean you're gonna get Teddy Bridgewater. He's unproven. He hasn't done what. So yeah, what Bortles started this so was far. you got Madden and you picked the Jaguars and you won the Super Bowl and Bortles was the MVP. <laughs> yeah, and you said very disappointing. You said you feel better about Blake Bortles than you do about the Miami Hurricanes this year. That was a hot take. That well, it was right before the year and the end of the year. Really. Okay, I don't see a bet. Keep going. All you said was your Blake Bortles. You said twenty-eight and ten this year. That was your prediction. I was close. What'd you 23 say? Twenty-three and thirteen. I didn't. I didn't respond. Oh. Twenty-eight and ten is pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's pretty it. accurate considering. That was pretty good. It's kind of bold. Also. It was bold. That was a hot take. That's why I wanted to, I wanted to close the show have, by giving you okay. some credit. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And I believe you bet something, and we'll find that later. Uh, I'll go buy your beer the rest of the night. How's that? How about next week? I bought that beer. Just tonight. Just tonight. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's our show. It was a fun one. Oh, it was a long one. Holy shit. Uh, so next week, we'll be back with two shows. Uh, on Wednesday, the Wednesday show, we'll actually have Connor Williams and Malik Jefferson from Texas. And then on the Friday morning show, we'll just do more of the shit that we do every week. Tell them I said hi. I will. I'll let them know that you said hi. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I know you missed them both. So we'll, we'll say hi. Gonna and, miss one of them. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> gonna miss the left tackle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that'll do it. And we are like, we're ramping up for Senior Bowl week. We've been in like meetings. We're, we're making plans. Senior Bowl week, we're gonna dominate that shit. It's two weeks away. So um, that's, that's most of what I'm working on when I'm not writing articles and doing podcasts and everything else. So uh, for Mello, for Dan, that's our show this week. And there's sirens outside, so we either are getting arrested or my building's on fire. We love you, Mitch. Yep, we love you, Mitch, if this is our last podcast. And we love you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe, download, follow at Stick to Football on every social media platform that you have. See ya.